happy advice. to be back am i or are they you yes i'm so happy i'm literally riddled with happiness how about you yes it's nice to be here with you it's later yeah. than we usually record yeah it's a good feeling we've just turned around a semi-combative not not full-on combative <laughs> but a semi let's just say like a tenser than usual not completely free-flowing energy mm. type of mood into one that is just more free and and both of us are and safer and <laughs> yeah. more ready to just take other people's problems i feel more grounded i don't know about you i do i really yeah. do um can you set the stage a little bit more in terms of like the context of what for us is Why a combative dynamic oh a combative dynamic is just like we're complaining about shit mm-hmm. um yeah some of it could be each other or like yeah. little passive aggressive m- moments or uh expressions of disappointments in each other and um it's not like full-on fighting yeah and i've definitely seen worse passive aggression but i'm not trying to minimize this either (laughs) it's like it would make a difference if we started the podcast in that state i think so i'm glad we took an extra 20 minutes to do what to cuddle. Yeah, we spooned. To, yeah. To it was just, my idea. Yeah, and I was <laughs> stoked on it. I was like, of course I'll cuddle. I was nervous to ask because I was like, oh. what if he's like, this is completely the wrong idea? Yeah, what would that mean? Oh my God, I would never ask again. Yeah. I don't know, it wouldn't mean anything. It would just be like, well, okay, to let's your find another <laughs> Do you think that it reinforces any beliefs about yourself or about cuddling or uh, Mostly that I have physical? bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. That Rob is rejecting of my ideas. That would yeah. be mostly what it was. It wouldn't reflect anything on like my future of cuddling or physical touch. Okay. Not even a little bit. Wouldn't fuck shit up for you with other guys even a little bit. <laughs> you, want it. you want the answer to be yes. I want to be powerful. I want to be able to ruin your life right here with a single no. <laughs> That's healthy. Take our advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, because I feel so powerless right. in myself, I require that power over others. <laughs> I mean, as long it as I'm aware juicy. of all this, it's okay, right? <laughs> as long as you're aware of it and doing nothing to actively change it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um. So speaking of advice. Yeah. Um. Rob, do you have any questions that you want advice on this week? I would like to mentor a kid, and Ooh. I want to know how to go about it. It's something mm-hmm. that I looked into while I was in college. I specifically went to the Big Brothers, Big yeah. Sisters. I would be a big brother, I assume. I'm not trying to make <laughs> that kind of change in my life. Well, but... don't assume. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. No. Okay. It, you can. I think you can pretty safely You can be a assume. mentor without getting a sex change, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I assume it just defines the gender of the kid that I'm mentoring, most likely, which I'm totally cool with getting a boy. Um Right, so, right. I'm not, like, I think they still do it that way, where yeah. it's like boy to boy, girl to girl. It makes sense. People would probably be feel more comfortable with me mentoring their son rather than their daughter, if we're going to be spending. <laughs> right. That's a I really mean, good I, point. <laughs> I tutor both boys and girls, yeah. and that's not a problem. But that's like in a specific tutoring setting. I would right. like to have a mentoring relationship with a middle or high schooler, ideally, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is more flexible in terms of like. You know, we hang out at the park and mm-hmm. we go out to eat. Maybe I teach them to cook. Maybe I like go to their house. They go to my house if that's allowed. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like uh, something that is a longer term. The tutoring that I've done is like eight weeks at a time. It's yeah. very focused on a single goal. I would like something right. that's more holistic. Ideally, a kid that um, is not 
getting the attention uh, that they need in school mm-hmm. or from their parents. Maybe the other people just have too many things going on in their lives to properly mm-hmm. see and hold this kid. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to volunteer, I don't know, three hours a week or something like that to just wow. have like a, yeah. does that seem like spend an afternoon, uh, yeah, let's say course. Wednesday afternoons, I'd like to do this. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that seems like an amount of time that's reasonable to like get an activity in and have a connection with somebody that I feel like I have some things to share. And I also want the perspective of a kid today. Yes. Can I tell you where this started? Please. It started in the sauna today with this man, Mark. <laughs> We're off I, to a great start. <laughs> I have great conversations in the sauna. Uh-huh. Think about it. It's a shared experience where you're both challenged and I welcome the distraction uh, mm. socially from the like physical sensation. If I'm alone, it's harder. I'm watching the, my watch to see like, okay, when has it been 15 minutes? Right. But, um, <clears throat> so I'm talking with Mark today, this guy in the sauna and, um, man, I've lost my train of thought oh. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Ooh, I know. Interesting. I you got so I... caught up in like why socializing is perfect I, for well, saunas. I wanted to plug how important sauna socializing is. And if you're not doing it, you're missing out on one of the joys of the YMCA membership that you pay good money for. Why aren't you doing it? You know, <laughs> I would love to be a member of a sauna. I love yeah. that experience, uh, but I don't like to talk to people. I want to, I want to be focused on the bodily sensation that mm. I'm experiencing and to be thinking about the purification process that's taking place and also the mental hurdle of sitting in that discomfort. Uh, I like to meditate in there. I, I do that too. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll stretch in there. I think it's good for loosening yeah. up the muscles and the heat. Um, but sometimes I'm in there just routinely yeah. after a workout and I just you know, see somebody and I like, so, chat. What about your conversation with Mark inspired you to want to be a mentor? Yeah, I'm now struggling to draw that connection. I, he was talking about... <laughs> it must have been so inspiring. <laughs> it, it was actually a really nice conversation. It was sure. how interested he was in me initially. Oh. I, I'm now just putting this together, but I had mentioned that I just got back from Burning Man. He uh-huh. was like excited about that. He was like, I always wanted to go. Mm. What is that like? And I was like, if you're somebody who can tolerate camping... And people with full body tattoos at the grocery store. If that doesn't make you want to pick another aisle and like avoid them, then you'll love it. Those are the only two criteria. I think think there are a few. That's my current criteria. I think (laughs) that's funny. um, If you're interested in new experiences and you don't uh, automatically like judge or Mm. clam up in disgust at people being expressive in ways that you wouldn't choose for yourself. Right. An uninhibited type of Yeah. I know people from my family or past that are like, oh, what a weirdo all the time. Whenever you see somebody who's got strangely colored hair or a facial piercing or something like that, has to make a comment about it. Um, Yes. And it has to be negative. Yeah. 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 Probably because they feel that they have to uh, perform a certain... Mm. Uh, we disagree with expression. this, right? Like we we're on the same page about like <laughs> yeah. that being abnormal, <laughs> right? Because I have yeah. some weird shit that I want to do that I'm not letting myself do. It's not okay for them to be doing that, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure it's imperative that I keep yeah. mine under wraps. Right, right. It's yeah. the uh, the bad faith problem of of thinking that you the way that things are is how they mm. have to be, which is you, you, that's a, a Sartre. How do you pronounce it, Sartre? Sure, I, Jean, I don't know. Jean Paul Sartre. Yeah, I know um, the person you're talking about. I don't know French, so French I have no insight into the pronunciation. I took three semesters and it's still tough for me. But anyway, his idea <laughs> of, of bad faith was that that it's easier to hold on to the belief that things could not change mm. than entertain the idea that you could have changed things all along and you oh, just chose not to. Yeah. So people want very strongly to believe that, oh, no, 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 my suffering is necessary. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. 
My uh, mom is in a casket of that mm, right now. I think that it's probably a common experience for people our age with our kind of lifestyle to look at our parents and witness some amount of that cage of that mm -hmm. casket, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah. I think with what age, do? it does with age for the most part, people become more rigid in their ways. I, um, what? I just remembered. Go ahead. Oh, I, I know yeah. now why Mark inspired me. Oh, to... great. Great. I, I mean, I was just going to say when I worked at the nursing home, you know, so many people wouldn't try art therapy. It was, yeah. You had to really work to convince them that they should even pick up a pencil and try to do a doodle. Mm. So it, what, there's a lot more say? inertia like, to overcome. I'm no good at it. Yeah. <sighs> You're like, it doesn't or like, oh, I'll try matter. it later. <laughs> right, exactly. You're like, usually I didn't respond with it doesn't fucking matter, but you're gonna die anyway. No, um, right? Like, I, I, those are moments when I love sarcasm of being like, mm. oh, okay, I'll tell the judges not to come in then. I'll make sure that the critics <laughs> don't see this one. Like, we're not evaluating yeah. it on whether it's right. good. It's the fucking process and joy of trying yeah. and getting a little bit better than you were yesterday. This, whenever I ask people to freestyle rap or try it, and they're like, oh no, no, I'm gonna be bad. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, and that means you can get better, or like that means mm. you can laugh at yourself. This is an opportunity to like play. Yeah. It's not about being the coolest, being yeah. the best, winning a competition. That competitive mind state. That's what I'm. I'd really like to get to the root of one of these days with you on this podcast. <laughs> Next week about, on Free Advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. need to make things into a competition. I think mm. is like someone trying to prove to themselves that they are enough by what they do and yeah. who they beat because there is an underlying belief that they aren't enough just for being without any accomplishments. Right. And we right. live in a culture that reinforces that idea of like, yeah, your parents, if you get A's, you're mm -hmm. lovable. We love you. If you don't, you get punished. Yeah. We, we yeah. Don't love you. Not going to hug you so much. The inability to perform or create or put yourself out there in any way without there being some kind of evaluation of where mm -hmm. you fall on this certain scale. It should be clearer which activities are, exploratory and which are ex exploitative mm -hmm. and everything becomes exploitative and at a certain age people are like why would I engage in an exploratory activity when I could be exploiting the thing that I'm highly trained at and I get lots of praise for and that means I'm lovable <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the ex you know? that's a direct quote um, <laughs> that's yeah a direct yeah. quote from everybody yeah. well I think people are also afraid to take chances on themselves mm. in a lot of ways and so it's easier to just be like well, I just don't believe in myself or I don't want to. Or I mean, those are not necessarily the things that directly uh, they're aware of. But it's the like, well, I'm not going to pick up a pencil right now and do this as a cover for I don't want to expend the effort. Yeah. I don't want to be judged. And I wouldn't. Whatever. I also lost my train of thought. Let's go back to your it's thing cool. with the sauna. Okay, yeah, maybe it'll make you remember. <laughs> <laughs> or so. just I'll d assign that it's irrelevant. Please. Just a couple minutes ago on free advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I want to mentor a kid uh, because of this guy, Mark. Oh, I have no idea why. Now, this week on free advice, <laughs> I remember why. <laughs> I wanted to mentor a kid because of Mark because we were talking about the challenges that today's youth have in yeah. connecting with one another. He was listening to a college counselor say that the new kids at college are often just coming in to say, I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to go up and introduce myself to somebody. Like, how do you do this? And I said... Yes, it's a pretty recent skill for me to feel confident in my ability to just make contact with a stranger and 
believe that I'll find something that I'll relate to them on. That was yeah. a very foreign idea to me. It used to be a rare thing that certain circumstances, stars had to align for me to make a new friend. Mm -hmm. And it had to be like set up for me by some institution or other friend that we shared in common for most of my friendships. And now, look at me, I'm talking to Mark in the sauna. I might have said something like that. <laughs> Damn. Um, my, how far you've he, come, Rob. You're right. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to brag on the podcast, but it, it, from. Well, but you are. You don't mean to, but here you are. No, I'm just fucking kidding. If, if it comes off that way to you, I would ask you it what it represents about your relationship. No, to the listener. Oh, 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 if, oh. if it comes off as me bragging to you, listener, I would ask you to uh, question your relationship with yourself and your own accomplishments and whether you're allowed to feel pride for them whether you're allowed to own your own growth or whether you think that's a shameful thing for a person to do because you are not allowing yourself to do it. Um, <clears throat> back to what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and if that whole statement made you just hate Rob or just be like surly, just you can frown while you listen. It's okay. We can't you, see you. You've already turned it off. If you don't like me talking <laughs> like this, I mean, that's maybe That's a good I'm, point. You're not a frequent listener. <laughs> yeah, right? Like <laughs> you fucking are listening to the Howard Stern or whatever you're listening. I'm sure that's a great show sometimes. And sorry, Eli, if, the, if you're listening to this and be like, hey, I was just listening to Stern. I loved it. Anyway. Anywho. Um, yes, back to the topic. Mark Youth brought day. up. Um, the idea, he said that his, one of his like guru guys, he goes to this agape preacher, um, mm. somewhere in, in LA. And I was like, I love the idea of agape being the part of the foundation of a spiritual community. He was like, um, we live in a high tech, low touch world. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really like the way tech and touch both start, start with and, and, and end in ch. Um, well, they do. Technology. You're short. You, when you abbreviate it, it becomes Touch. High, high touch. Yeah. See how uh, we both just said that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we both agree, low, go on. Low tuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. They are different. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Let's start over. Um, so basically it reminded me that I want to touch these kids. Yeah. You did say you wanted to see and hold them. And I was like, I wanted to charge in with something about you. You mean in a therapeutic sense holding like holding the space i want to give them literal hugs too and i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna just lead with that squeeze them in a kind of a sassy like yeah. fuck you yeah i do want to touch them actually i'm not yeah. not in some sexual way yeah but it's important that kids get hugs yes and teachers are afraid to hug kids yeah i've so started working touch into my good coaching. good yeah um yeah Anyway, yeah. I, but I'm I not hope... judging children. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. You don't give a kid a hug if they're. Well, I don't coach any Ask children. Them. Okay. So. Do you do you mentor kids though? Do I mentor kids? Not anymore. Okay. Well, do you have any um, advice for me and mm. how to find? I wanted to do this in college, didn't because I remember the Big Brothers program said uh, we test you to see if you smoke weed, and I smoked weed, and I was like, well. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. You're really going to rule out all the people who are, have are loving enough that they smoke weed and then they, you're not going to let them like, okay, that's yeah. dumb. But um, I'm I, no longer really smoking that much. So it would be easy for me to uh -huh. not smoke for a month or. I uh, tried to apply to be a mentor in this way yeah. too, like years and years ago. What happened? And they did not care for the fact that I was an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. So I need to find a yeah. non-religious program too. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you, as a cool ass, <laughs> weed smoking, non-God believing, yeah. 
you know, slaying poon on the daily. Yeah, bro that just wants to bro touch kids. Who just wants to? Who Where just... do you find some kids to touch? Um, let me rack my man, brain for this. Man, this is the thing. This discomfort that we're feeling right now, yeah. society feels amplified so much that prevents people like me with good intentions and a real desire to like meet yeah. a kid who who. I didn't have a little brother. I always wanted one. I yeah. would like to play that role yeah. in somebody's life. Like somebody's trying to figure out how to talk to girls. Somebody, I'm clearly, I'm doing a fucking free advice podcast yeah. and they're trying to have He's fun. He's just giving them away. <laughs> I, I would like to have a one-on-one connection with a, yeah. like if I had a younger cousin who lived in this sure. city, that would be ideal. I yeah. don't, that I know of, that yeah. I know of. Whoa. <laughs> I see you out there, Hank. <laughs> My uncle. I'm just teasing. I'm sure that he's very... Um, um, yeah, the short answer is like, I yeah. really don't because I don't know organizations out here that do that sort of thing, yeah. um, you know, just off the top of my head. But okay. there are some uh, aggregate websites that have different volunteer opportunities of, of different types. And I'm sure you so can filter by Google youth. it. Yeah, the advice is Google it. <laughs> um, Do you want to just call this the Google it podcast <laughs> where we read people's advice and then we tell them, oh, I'm really happy you asked yeah. in. So what I would do if I were you is Google it. Then <laughs> <laughs> just play the outro music. <laughs> Lightning round where we say Google it really fast. <laughs> but we bother to read the questions with yes. lots of diligence yeah. and slow. And we go, ooh. And, yeah. mm, mm. Remind me to address that part. <laughs> and like really fake them out like we're going to give this detailed answer. And then the response is always Google it. We just Google suggest it. some keywords. <laughs> that's it. So here's what I would Google. <laughs> here's what I would put in quotes. <laughs> Here I would go- here's what I would Google. I want to touch kids. <laughs> and I would turn safe search on so that you're not getting that stuff. The Jared from Subway stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but so, I mean, what we learned is what not to tell them in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It just it, it it's funny and makes me sad that there is this much sexual discomfort in our culture that a person who wants to have contact with a kid it, the immediate reaction that all of my friends would have is pedophile jokes. Mm-hmm. And I get it, it is funny. So it's like just I get, too, it's a slow it's, pitch. It's funny because know? because people are uncomfortable with this type of mm-hmm. with contact with strangers and with people who aren't like immediately in their peer group of what they'd expect to be a friend. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there must be some extra sexual motivation. We've been conditioned to think that by like a very sex negative media of like yeah. pedophiles coming after your kid right and left <laughs> everywhere you look. <laughs> fucking hard for kids to have relationships with adults who aren't their parents or people yeah. who are very, very stringently vetted to like you're not going to be a pedophile, right? And okay. I guess that's necessary yeah. with the amount of abuse that's happened. Yeah, It's just a, it's a sad reality that I'm dawning on me. And I'm like, yeah. why can't I be carefree and not have to worry about these things? Why can't yeah. I like talk to a kid yeah. about like, yeah, I started masturbating and I was 13. It's okay to do that. I'm sure if I had that conversation with a mentee, mm-hmm. well, here's you get into paddy wagon. <laughs> We're cuffing them 20 years to life, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, just, I don't know. I'll figure out. Maybe through music is the way that I talk to these kids and I can't actually like hang out with them in person. But I realize that's a big motivation for me is to make music that teens yeah. can connect to. But honestly, I mean, I think it would be great for you to have a mentor relationship like that. Uh, and I think that the advice that I would give you is to think yeah. about what are the, like you said, what are the things that you wish you knew as a kid or what are the ways that you want to love that child version of mm-hmm. yourself? And to what extent can that be 
something that you foster in your relationship with your own inner child right now, mm, just within you? Great question. And then what are the things that you really do feel like you want to uh, impart on someone else or share or I, want, I don't want to use the word spread because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> How about use the word fondle? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it man. sounds like you're taking out like a butter knife and just <laughs> lathering them up. So, anyway, I guess I'm not allowed to talk about my podcast in the interview for because if anyone listens to this episode, I'm, <laughs> if it was a cool enough agency, they would hear what I'm actually saying right. and recognize what I'm the commentary I'm making on the humor and be like, oh yeah, this guy's a great dude for yeah to be a but. You know, I get it. Liability and uh, public perception, and, and this is the child world we live permeability. In child permeability. What They're so it? permeable, you know. Mm, I don't like the way you're using that word. Um, me neither. It was a specifically grimy joke. It was grimy as fuck. But I'm not trying to mentor any kids, so. Yeah, I am. Yeah. For now, at least, I wanted to back then, and I was like, oh, I want to do it again. Yeah. I'm ready to do that. It I would, think that'd be it great would give for you. me a lot is what I think. More I than love like, hanging oh, out I'm with ready kids. To, exactly. Yeah. Like me and this kid, ideal kid. And I don't get ideal kid. I know that. But is it okay to dream? <laughs> what do you think? Is it unhealthy for me? I to think like, it's okay to dream. Okay. We're playing World of Warcraft together. Because yeah. that's the shit in my inner child that I'm already taking care of yeah. by playing on my own. <laughs> and it would be sick to play it with a middle school kid right now and like get his perspective on it. Maybe that's how you meet someone. He, maybe, maybe you online game with them. Ooh. That's a, And you don't even have to touch them. And then we just send each other nudes. <laughs> <laughs> just dudes sending nudes. Mm, you already have a, a batch for them. Yeah. Um, All you have to do is I, coax them into taking theirs. <laughs> One step is already done for you. Yes. Um, <sighs> okay. Well. well, that's been discussed now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're also freestyle rapping together. Yeah. I'm beatboxing. I'm helping them with their bars, showing them some tricks. Yeah. A kid who's into writing poems or music would be great because yeah. I would love to like feel the get their energy, you know, of like what, yeah. their excitement for it. And share some of the techniques that I've learned. Um, that would be great if, yeah. they, if they're interested. Not trying to force them into my style or anything, but I think that you would be so. I mean, individual mentoring is obviously really rewarding, and you can have develop much more intimacy. But for you to maybe volunteer at some kind of like creative after school program or something, because you have oh, so much man, charisma and so much happened. energy. This makes me so sad. Oh, wow. They had set this up at Erica's school. Um, when I first moved to LA, yeah. like the first month, Josh and I were going to go and Erica was going to run an after school, after school freestyle club. And I was meant to be oh the, God. the like instructor what of it. Did you do to I know this up? I'm something, I don't remember what, <laughs> I don't remember why, you but it fell it. through. It yeah. was like far or mm -hmm. I had a job or something. Yeah. I don't remember what, but it, it, I never went, yeah. but we had planned it and I was so excited about it. And you're right. I would have a lot of fun working with a group of kids. Yeah, you'd get to impact, you get to touch more of them. Um, <laughs> making sure that I use that synonym instead of impact. Okay, can we and laugh you, of these and jokes And like your now? energy, your energy is so dynamic yeah. and you could really command a room of these kids. Thank and you. like be all of their role models at once. You just, a lot more bang for the buck, you know? It's not funny anymore. I We've, wanted to say it. The horse is dead. Okay. It's uh, the, the me fucking kids joke. Honestly, rest in oh, peace. Oh, I didn't. We didn't even talk about Rob. you fucking them. We just talked about you touching you, them. You get it. You know what I'm saying. We skipped Putting second kids and third into base. A sexual con <laughs> right. 
Okay. This whole the the meta the the joke category of Rob yeah. is sexual with kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with it. Okay. It was funny in an uncomfortable way in the beginning. Yeah, now yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the, it's like? Would it's, you mind moving your mic back so it's like that? Um, <laughs> I've never done that for longer than thirty seconds in a podcast, and this has been the last ten minutes or so. Fair. Well, maybe when you aggregate them. Anyway, should we go to the lightning round? Um, sure. <laughs> no, Did you want no, to say no, no, more no. about this? No, let's let's clear this. I don't want to okay. like go into the lightning round with this energy. With any lingering, right? yeah, get yeah. touchy stuff, right? Or like just okay, let's sweep this under the rug because oh, no, 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 no. I'm just we have spent a lot of time on it, and I and we I have. think that this is a long opening segment. But based on what we've been doing it's recently. really interesting. Yeah, people are going to want to play this is. in front of their parents and kids, and it's going to bring families together at Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> You guys My, are loving this right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, any? Do you have any thoughts? Are, are you feeling scolded by me saying oh, that? Oh, no, not at no. all. Not at all. Um, I'm excited to hear your uh, findings when you go to research this, when you when you go to type into Google. <laughs> Thank you. What you find. I, um, I'm finding myself resisting the comparison to the mic thing, the mic check oh. joke that I was making in the past. Is it? It's imperative that we can explore this too. Yes. Okay. What is it? It'll be on my mind if I don't say it. Are okay. you okay with this? If it no, bothers it's totally you, fine. Okay. it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It is that had a positive externality. If you were going to do the thing that I was mm -hmm. suggesting, mm -hmm. this is a very negative externality. If I do the thing, and not even that, it's the the underlying truth beneath it. Of it is really awkward for. An adult male, especially one who's sexually attractive, to state an intention to work with children. What is that not true? If I was wait, like, why does it matter that you're attractive? If I was totally a schlub and didn't exude, if I didn't just sweat sexual energy out of every pore in my skin, uh -huh. would it be as awkward for me to talk about wanting to hang out with kids? No. If I was I don't like think it would make one of those difference. lovable like, it's oh, weird. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's weirder that you're <laughs> implying that it matters if the kids are attracted to you. Um, I'm not saying that the kids are going to be attracted to me. I'm saying that other people view me as a sexual being. Uh, and so it is like. But then you but then but actually, I think that that is the opposite of what you're, you're hoping for, because if someone is a schlub, yeah. then maybe they have to resort to touching kids. I agree that that person's probably more dangerous around the kids, but the public perception of them is that, oh, that's not a sexual person. People because like, that person's people not categorize, sexual. yeah, it's like, oh, that's oh, a teddy bear, and oh, that's a tiger. You know, th there's like that paradigm in people's yeah. minds of they'll often label a person as just like, oh, they're harmless. They're and probably the harmless people, the okay. you know, people that people write off as harmless words. are the most dangerous. Yes, John Wayne Gacy. Don't know what he looks like. Oh, well, just you know, like chubby, non-threatening, married oh, okay. guy who, you yeah. know. Oh, no, wait, is it John Wayne Gacy? The No, the clown? Who was the clown? I think that was him. Yeah, okay. So yeah, then he was like I'm dressed as a clown on, on and shit. And they were like, sure, come play with our kids. Whatever. Right. Lock them in your basement. The, Who cares? The Sufjan Stevens song is on <sighs> that story. Yeah. Um, the, Zac Efron was recently Ted Bundy, was it? I don't know. Did he do stuff with kids? Or was mm, he just a serial killer? No, 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 okay. no. no he, Zac Efron's definitely handsome. Yeah, Ted, Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy uh, took home other gay men and mm. killed them and ate them. Well, well, I'm different. not gay. I just eat people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, really my interest is in expediency. Big time cannibal. Not gay. Okay. <laughs> um, lightning round. <laughs> Thank you for expressing your interest. I am going to indulge you. Cherry. Yeah. Cherry-ished tea mm. says, people tell me they think I am gay. 
colleagues and classmates tell me they think I am gay. But are you a cannibal? <laughs> Even my girlfriend confessed to thinking I was gay at first. She confessed to it. Ooh. Even if others' opinions are meaningless, I would like to appear more like my sexual preference. Mm. I am fit, tall, have a deep voice, Ooh. and am pretty friendly. Is there any general advice out there on how to appear more straight? I have heard that my voice is a big indicator of my apparent gayness. Mm. <laughs> what could I do? If this is the dumbest post you've ever read, I apologize for jeopardizing your brain cells. That was the last sentence? Yeah. Wow. Huh. <laughs> Sorry, as soon as I heard that, I tried to do a stereotypically <laughs> gay voice to better represent the character as they're presenting themselves. Yeah. You know, like it's that kind of it. sight reading. Hope that wasn't offensive to anybody. This is what they're saying about themselves, that other people think they're gay yeah. based on their voice. So, yeah, that was my attempt. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are a couple avenues we could yeah. go down with this guy. Okay. Um, I think the first avenue is, you know, as he said, like, so what about other people's opinions? Yeah. Um, but the second avenue is like, okay, superficially, what can be changed? What are the typical markers that people you know decide yeah. in their heads belong to someone who is homosexual i can relate to feeling like you present in a way that is not mm -hmm. uh, giving people the right impression of who you're yeah. actually going to be once they get to know you yeah. and wanting to change that right um yeah. here's a image of a guy and you can tell me if this could apply to you you know he's wearing a a flat billed cap and a long baggy white t-shirt and printed on the t-shirt is a large Im image of a woman in her underwear, maybe mm. with the head cut off and uh, like, like cropped yeah, out of the frame sure. and uh, it's black and white photo and high contrast. Yeah. You know, that guy seems pretty straight, right? <laughs> Clearly he's got a woman's naked body right on his t-shirt. He is announcing his preference. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's super uh, tasteful way of showing people you're straight. Yeah. Um, it's not good advice. So it wasn't, but you know, whatever. joke advice. Again, don't do that. <laughs> That's a lame um, ass look. <laughs> don't dress like that. Um, yeah. So, but you're pointing to something. Yes. Dress is yes. one way. Um, uh, and the, the way that you vocalize things and uh -huh. it's, it's not just necessarily like how the pitch of your voice, like how deep or how high your voice is but also kind of the cadence. And if mm -hmm. you have a particularly musical or like enthusiastic voice, that can sometimes be, uh, you know, not seen as like a heteronormative masculine yeah. way to be. And uh, that heteronormative masculine way to be fucking sucks. Mm. So this is a good thing. Like I get mistaken for being gay or people ask if I'm gay. Women that I've right. talked to for a couple of minutes will often be like, wait, aren't you gay? Um, and have been my whole life before mm -hmm. I worked at a gay bar. So like this isn't <laughs> something that's new for me. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Especially dancing. Anything right. that requires some expressive comfort in yourself, people assume, oh, men are supposed to be shut down and restricted. That's what they were taught as babies, yeah. unless they're gay, and they've overcome all that <laughs> shit and came out of the closet and did that whole personal growth journey. So what is it you think about the way that you dance that makes it's people... It's free. What? It's oh, free. it's free. I, my hips move, and yeah. I... Am not uncomfortable with my body in the way that men are taught to be as children. Usually, uh, I shamed out of it. Seen you dance. Yeah. I agree that you dance freely, but I also think that there is a sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the often when men dance, they make more 
staccato movements. Yeah, they're they're hard and they're kind of like solid movements and you kind of have more flow Flow. and more continuity. I can do both. I think you've seen me in circumstances where I am particularly feeling that way, but um, yeah. So there are a lot, the, the, what we're trying to point out here is there are a lot of There's, subtle signifiers. This is good, is what I'm trying to say, is that, like, you are unrestricted by the traditional man code that people mm-hmm. think, oh, yeah, straight guys are really unexpressive and talk in a monotone and don't show emotion in their voice. And that shit is limiting, man. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to be like this, be like this and go for it. And then you, maybe you have to be a little bit more direct about expressing sexual interest in, in women because mm. they're not going to assume that uh, you're into their type of person sexually. That's yeah. okay. That that could be a good skill to learn and learning to be okay with the rejection and not demand, but just make uh, requests. Yeah. It's funny. When I laid out the two possible paths, I really thought that your response to that was indicating that we were going down the second path of Yes, we know we should accept ourselves, but here's some tips on how to seem more classically well, masculine. And yeah. now I feel like the bad guy because oh, <laughs> I've been like, oh, I think it's okay. you can do both. But I yeah. think the more important work, because this won't be the only thing that, that this problem applies of to of people misperceiving you is like accepting people not knowing you. They never will mm-hmm. completely know you. And people will judge you incorrectly. Yes. And they will project onto you. Yeah. You reminded them of somebody that hurt them or somebody they dislike. And they're yeah. going to dislike you for something that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And getting comfortable with yourself and owning your identity enough is a much better path for growth to, to start with this moment than um, telling you to like go shop at Banana Republic or whatever <laughs> Morgan was going to say. Um, okay, here's what I, here are yeah, two yeah. things I was going to say. Um, number one, you could record a video of yourself kind of like walking and, you know, just doing some mm-hmm. kind of standard movements and then watch it back and see if you see anything mm-hmm. that you would like to adjust or even, or get more comfortable Yeah, look with. carefully frame by frame to see if there are any dicks in your mouth at any point <laughs> during the walk. <laughs> Um, the other thing is to watch videos of other men or if you have particular male role models that you're like, oh, I would like to embody this type of energy more, Mm -hmm. um, then you can look to that for inspiration. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to like round it out because, yes, of course, like self-acceptance and not having to fit these norms is the best advice. But if you are really looking for specific things to change, those are some possible avenues to start down. Yes. I don't. I, I, I also think that there's nothing wrong with you exactly the way that you are. Specifically a gay voice. Do you think that I talk gay? No. Sometimes I've heard that or. I think. What do you think that means? I don't think you talk gay. I think sometimes you like think gay. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Like, <laughs> Big time. <laughs> like just the way that like. Um, yeah, this is this probably is just going to sound horrible and potentially uh, like, you know, judgy. Everyone just turned the volume homophobic up. Homophobic or whatever. Um, not homophobic. Everyone turned the, right the word, TV but... off and just <laughs> tuned into their radios. What's um, she going to say? But if you think of the, the, yeah. the, the masculine and feminine, feminine polarities, yeah. let's say, um, the more feminine thing is to really consider topics in a like open in-depth kind of like nuanced emotional way mm. and that is your, the way that you approach things mm. is what i would say but you also Thank have a you. very masculine like way of being like dur, 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 sometimes and big time dirt 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 dirt
take this quick moment to encourage everyone who's listening to explore both their masculine and feminine sides. Yes. Uh, those are the most attractive people. Those are the healthiest people. Those are the people who are most self-sufficient. Those who are not too extremely stuck in their masculine all the time or in their feminine all the time. Explore the balance that works for you. Yep. Okay. Um, lightning, <laughs> dur, 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 lightning round. <laughs> um, Goomba Pez <laughs> says, "What are some like a Goomba from I love it. from Mario yeah, I love it. who dispenses pet yeah. candies?" I think it's fantastic. <laughs> what are some good opening questions on a first date? <gasps> questions that get the conversation flowing, but aren't too stiff and boring, nor too personal. I'm always too personal. Same. I am like, here's That's my suitcase of baggage. Why we're doing this? <laughs> Why we like each other enough to do a podcast yeah. and what works about our conversation style. Yeah. But okay, say you have to go on a date with a normie. What are you going to talk to them about? Um, okay, so uh, there are different categories of conversational topics mm-hmm. and questions. And so some of them are probing into their past experiences, like what you know, their background, their interests, those kind of things, or, or, you know, their future too. Mm-hmm. You can kind of look at it through the lens of like where, you know, the, the where do you see yourself in five years kind of thing, except yeah. less, you know, less stunt, uh, not stunted, <laughs> um, like stilted. Is that the word I'm looking for? No. Um, I don't, doesn't matter. Uh, you, yeah, sure. So you can ask them, you can ask them about their past, their present, their future, um, you can ask hypotheticals, like if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Stuff like that. Mm. Or you can ask them questions about things that are <laughs> like going on in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think our waiter's thinking? Or, you know, th- that's observations. My fr- I, I love to be yeah. in the environment with yeah. the date and see, like, see us both react to novel things rather than like, let's run our scripts of the things, right. the, the, yeah. the talking points that we came in here with to check off. Like, do you want kids? Do you... Uh, drive a car that I find acceptable. Do you have a job? But whatever it is, you know, like people have, I'm not generally yeah. people that I'm going on dates with, but I know that some people have those criteria and it's sure. like asking those kind of questions just feels depersonalizing mm-hmm. and like, ugh, you're trying to see if I, if you can project, if I can be your Ken doll or something and it's gross yeah. and women don't like being a Barbie. I, maybe some do who don't have a good self-concept, but, uh, um, in it, although I, I totally agree with all of that. Cause I think it is really interesting and, and, fun and playful to be in the moment of what's going on Mm -hmm. in the environment around you and kind of prod at different things to see how they engage with their environment and to give yourself the opportunity to engage in the environment differently. Can you give an example of that then? Like what is the waiter thinking right now about us? That was my example. Um, But I was going to say the other, (laughs) um, please check the aforementioned list. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing that I do find, I mean, I do find interesting talking about trying to figure out who this person is. On, yes. on a level of like, how do they talk about themselves? How do they think about themselves? One question I like to ask is, what are you passionate about right now? And things that are things where people can de- um, default to their comfort zone of yeah. talking about their job, or they can create something that's a departure from that. Yeah. I, I think that's a great, I often ask people what they do for fun. If they yeah. have free time, how do they choose to spend that time? sad to hear a lot of folks yeah, say that <laughs> say that they a lot of pressure really yeah because i'm like oh my god are the things i do in my free time like fun are they cool enough are they like whatever enough oh man but yeah. i'm not i'm not like oh i go to greece and italy every time that i have a day off like i fucking <laughs> listen to uh, podcasts yeah. and 
to me, it, it shows that a lot of people don't own their lives and they feel shame about being in a, uh, unconscious pattern of watching TV or of scrolling through the internet or sure. of just waiting for friends to ask them to do something and then saying yes. And that they're not really, they're <laughs> not deciding their own values <laughs> yeah. of what they want to do, spending their time when they do have yeah. freedom. And I get it because some people have so little freedom with a nine to five. I'm thankful that I'm not in that situation yeah. right now that I've been able to practice like, oh, I like to schedule myself musical projects and exercise yeah. and reading books and writing. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people haven't practiced that skill. Um, um, another <clears> thing that I like to ask is, what do you value in someone else? That's, like a friend or, you know, or, oh, or a partner one. or whatever. Describe your best friend and sure. they'll tell you so much about themselves and what they say about their best friend. Yeah. Yeah. These and accidental project yes. projection tools. <laughs> um, and you can be a real sneaky therapist. Yeah. <laughs> we love doing that. Love Rob and I, sneaky oh my therapist. God. Yeah, we yeah. do. Sometimes we're not that sneaky. We're just no, like blatant just therapists. Outright get out our hypnotist watch yeah. and say, watch it swing back and forth. <laughs> You're getting very Tell sleepy. me about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> I think what, what you are getting at, the motivation behind the questions is more important than the actual, the actual questions should be decided in the moment and based on the person's apparent comfort with you. Mm -hmm. But what I'm getting at is what does this person value? What do yeah. they think is important right now in their life? Um, whether that's like doing it up big, going to big parties with friends and like yeah. holding on to some type of youth and carefreeness, or is it like investing in a future? I'm not mm -hmm. making a value judgment about which I would prefer in a partner right now. Right. Um, or is it uh, artistic pursuits like discovering the truth? Um, is it about forming social relationships that are lasting and meaningful? What is the, What are their values? Um, and then the other is what is their pain? What do they struggle with the most? And what is what? Um, these are the undercurrents, the not the questions. Yeah, if you <laughs> go straight for, for these questions, <laughs> if you go straight for these questions, they'll work great on me and Morgan. But yeah. most people are afraid of that type of engagement yeah and um we'll need to like earn a lot of trust or yeah. have a lot of experiences to know that you're not just going to turn around and tell their friends this thing or post it yeah. online about them because they're afraid that they're going to be exposed and but i think this person is also looking for something that's more in the middle ground yeah um, so this is they're not maybe what not you're digging at but you can like ask what was an experience lately what was a challenge that you were met with in the last week or something yeah that's a more easy yeah. thing to answer than like, what's your greatest pain? Yeah. Or like, what was the highlight of your day? Yes. So, yeah. Start with something positive and yeah. then show that you also have a tenderness maybe after you discuss something happy of like, hey, I could be a person. You're, you, in the questions you're asking, you're also demonstrating a bit of what mm -hmm. type of attention you're going to give the other person. Mm -hmm. And if they like receiving that attention or feel nourished by it, um, that's like something they that they're even receiving need to eat, about and you And then it'll too. be a cheap date. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. Very funny. Thank okay. You. <laughs> Do you have more to say on this? No, I'm ready. <laughs> Lightning round. All right. Um, that one's long. Uh, that one's kind of similar to the other one. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the Senate Blue says, "Is it weird Ooh. that as a guy, I get along better with girls?" A little backstory. I live with my mom and my dad lives in another state and I almost never get to see him. And throughout elementary school, I've had all women teachers. I'm in high school now, 11th grade. So mm -hmm. I think that it could have, have had an effect on how I interact with people. But I feel like mm -hmm. I get along better with girls, mm -hmm. probably because they tend to have this welcoming vibe about them that makes me feel like I can trust them. Mm -hmm. And for the record, I'm straight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. It's okay. just that I've never really been close to my dad. Yeah. I guess you could say I was a mama's boy. Mm. I just feel like I can be more open around girls. Please don't judge me, and thank you for mm. reading. 
Yeah. So is it weird that as a girl, guy, he gets along better with girls? It is not weird at all. Nope. It makes a lot it's of great. sense, given exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, it, I am the opposite. I get along better with guys. Mm-hmm. And Any I idea think- why? Yes. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just about to offer that. You don't like that kind of interjection? No, it's fine. Okay, cool. It's fine. Um, but- yeah, I had a closer relationship with my dad. It was just the parent who I, like you said, felt more comfortable mm-hmm. with, um, felt invited to play and had more fun. Um, and so I found the company of men to be more familiar to that experience. Yep. And it was just, you know, it, it sort of prepaved the path to me of, of easier relationships with men. And not that I don't have wonderful and valuable relationships with women who I absolutely um, trust and care about and feel ease and joy with, but it's like that path is already mm-hmm. paved where mm-hmm. I just innately feel more comfortable with, I was about to say other men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. Don't worry. <laughs> don't freak out. Nobody freak out. Um, but yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. It's not weird, but if you have, if you're, ju- it sounds like you're potentially ju- have some judgment on yourself Yeah. in your assumed. Well, my guess is yeah. somebody told you it was weird mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. or implied that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have any guy friends? Maybe somebody said, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether this is an issue for you or not, whether you're missing some male role model and mm-hmm. they're going about expressing it the wrong way. I really don't know the situation. But I just want to say it's normal and okay to have friends primarily of a gender that you are not. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And other people are dealing with their own issues and going to try and take that out on you because they're sad that they don't have more girlfriends. And they're going to be like, oh, he shouldn't be doing that because I don't have girlfriends and I really want to hang out with girls, but I'm afraid of them or something like that. Yeah, You have a real heads up in that area. Now, yeah. I don't know if you want to date some of these people, if there's more than a friend's interest in it, this could be mm-hmm. a difficult thing mm-hmm. um, to sometimes it can be tough to convert or talk about friends, t- talk about that kind of thing with friends. If you have a pre existing relationship, um, <laughs> Con- convert? convert, convert someone from a friend to, to a girlfriend mm-hmm. essentially is what. Yeah, don't, a, don't. A I wouldn't try of, that. I wouldn't word it like that. <laughs> it was not my m- most choicest language. <laughs> But but that was we turned it around. Most choices, and said most choices is, yes. thank God. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, you're okay. Is what yeah. I mean to say. It's yeah. it's great to do that. Yeah. Um, and there are probably guys. I, I found myself like this. I'm, I like mm-hmm. guys who are more in touch with their feminine side. Yeah. Very masculine men. I don't have much to talk about with. So that's okay. Yeah. You can yeah. Um. All right. Fuck, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of the lightning round. I would agree. You can leave your house now without fear of getting struck. (laughs) Yeah, we've taken up all the lightnings in our rods. Um, (laughs) Now it's time to read our question. This one comes from the Orange Archipelago. Uh, They write in, if you're into psychedelics, how do you convince your partner to do them with you? Specifically, if they're not interested in psychedelics. Ooh. Okay. Orange Archipelago. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking us this question. I feel very excited about uh, specifically us having this conversation because I think we're very equipped to handle it. I think so. 
you want to state your qualifications? I'll state mine. Okay. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Please, after you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I read How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. I'm pretty up to date on the modern, (laughs) but I'm pretty up to date on the modern research on this class of drugs and their therapeutic and recreational potentials. Um, (laughs) I've had my own experience with them. And uh, I volunteered at the Zendo camp for psychedelic harm reduction at Burning Man this year. And I went through their training and have experience sitting with people who are struggling with a a challenging trip. Yeah. And I've introduced people to it for Mm -hmm. the first time and um, shepherded a person who I was dating into uh trying it for the first time and they had a positive experience so i i have some experience to pull from yeah great i have two out of those five criteria i won't even tell you which ones okay um you're welcome to yeah. i didn't mean to make it a competition oh no no no, no. it's fine i okay. don't need to share my <laughs> qualifications <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> just... i have experience in this realm okay i'll say that um and it's it's interesting because the s- assumption of this question is that they're going to be able to do it, that that they're going, going to be, oh, able, be to able to convince them, them to do it, and that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about what's underlying that, do you think? Yeah. Um, well, I think there's a, an assumed sense that everyone should do psychedelics, and if you're not, that 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 that's just something you haven't done yet or you're have a flaw in some way um, of just like, well, clearly this person's going to do them or should. So how do I just finagle that? Um, And so I think the first thing I would want to say is, you know, it's great that it seems like you've had success with them or you've enjoyed your experiences on them and you want to share them with someone that you love. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't uh, uh, hinge your hopes on, being able to convince this person because it might not be right for them. Yeah. Um, and they may have legitimate reasons when, for not wanting to do them. When is it not right for a person to do psychedelics? I, I have an answer to this and I'm interested Please. in yours. Um, you have one already pre-prepared. Okay. So, well, so just I, jump right in. I was just saying that <laughs> <laughs> I was only saying that I'm not trying to follow up the pattern of say, asking you for your qualifications and then saying, it's okay. My, you can just say the thing you're going to say sometimes. And then I'll ch- chip in okay. if I have, all more right. to add. All right. It's cool. I think a person <laughs> should not do psychedelics if they are concerned about having a psychotic break, um, have a history of schizophrenia or any uh, family that I believe that's hereditary. And um, I think if they're a person who is currently benefiting from suppressing certain emotions, mm. certain memories, psychedelics are a mind manifester and things that are important to you at your core when your ego is stripped back will become very large and present and you will feel things that uh, you may have been trying to prevent yourself from feeling Mm -hmm. if you do them. Um, And for a lot of people, there's a a lot of sadness or anger or fear or some other emotion that is suppressed within them. And this can bring those feelings to the surface of you. I think pretty much that's the case for everyone. It's a matter of like intensity or amount that you've uncovered it. I found a lot of joy and connectedness the first time that I did them. And that made me, I don't know, was I suppressing that? I think that it's like Mm. whatever is true for you in your internal state. I just mean that everyone to some extent is suppressing negative emotions. That's what I want to say. Oh, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, It's not necessary that the first time. Okay. Um, 
some people who would not who are not particularly good at surrendering control or feel that they need mm. to be very in control of how they look and react to other people. Yes. Probably not a good idea. And it's or they're going to be challenged by it. If right. they want it, great, go for it. But if they don't, yeah. that's not a person that I'm trying to convince to do it. It's funny because, you know, the things that you mentioned outside of um, like substance induced psychosis, which, you know, is a real yeah. thing. Like someone who is struggling with a mental illness or struggling with emotions they're suppressing or, you know, is worried they about perception. Benefit. These are these, these are the people the that could benefit the most potentially. Exactly. The people who would, yeah. <laughs> who would do the best on mushrooms are the people who least want to take them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so we know where Rob stands. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I mean, I do think that in the right time at the right in the right place, in the right context, mm-hmm. anyone could and should try to benefit from these substances because it has a power like no other thing to um, allow yourself to see a radically different perspective from the one you walk around with every day. And yeah. the most profound thing I think is a sense of like oneness with the universe, which like you said earlier, yeah. we're a very low touch, um, mm. society. And so High we often, right. We, we're sometimes <laughs> like our life, our lives are so disconnected and yeah. so, individualized and this drug has an incredible potential to see like the beauty of creation and the synchronicities around us and and just to be so excited about connecting with things that seem ordinary otherwise um so obviously we're all we're we're pro psychedelic (laughs) usage pro responsible usage is my stance i don't think that everybody should do it and i don't want to put it in the water supply or like make it a rite of passage that everybody does when they turn 21 or something yeah um but i do i think it has tremendous power for a person getting over themselves Ugh. yeah (laughs) really like yeah. It's a, it gives you just a window of time where you get to experience life from a perspective that isn't bound up mm-hmm. in who you think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that can be a very constant and heavy cloak that you're wearing that you didn't even realize was on your back at all times. And to just even have a moment of like, huh, I would normally be upset if a bug crawled across my foot. And right now, that's just a foot. <laughs> that doesn't belong to me and that bug did nothing wrong to just yeah. step outside yourself and recognize that pattern for a moment can be yeah. a huge door that opens for people that then they can choose to walk through yeah. afterwards or like access again if they want or not with, with, yeah. with or without drugs. Yeah, there's a there is a book, but also a TED talk by this woman who was a neuroscientist, I believe. I'm going to get a lot of these details wrong. I don't even remember her fucking name. Is it Alison Gopnik? No, okay. I don't believe so. I think her name starts with J. I want to say it's like Jill something. Um, but she had a stroke in oh, I've the seen this. left side of her brain. Yeah, and talks. so she describes the experience of she's in the shower and her like the there's it starts to be like a blood clot or something mm-hmm. in, in the left hemisphere of her brain. Yeah. And the way that she describes what starts happening to how she's perceiving her subjective experience while this is happening mm-hmm. uh, very much reminded me of a psychedelic experience where it was like the left hemisphere of her brain started to shut down. And so the left side of your brain is basically the um, more uh, kind of rigid, structured, logic-based Words, categorized, this is Mm -hmm. this, that's that, black and and white. The right side of your brain is the creative, all-enfolding, emotional more fluid and messy and less clear. And so it was like she suddenly kind of like lost 
connection with the Mm -hmm. left side and was fully in the right side. And she was describing like really noticing how the water felt and and suddenly mm-hmm. having this this beautiful sensory experience and the oneness and the profundity of it. And I was like, wow, that sounds a lot like uh, using psychedelics. I'm also very articulate. Mm. I find mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. compared to drinking alcohol or smoking weed or even being sober, I find sometimes I have access to words and a speed of speech that I'm like, huh, this is very easy to find the right word yeah. and it just falls out of me. So I don't think that I'm losing my left, left oh, hemisphere, sure, sure. but I am aware of like, I sense myself wanting to assign words to things and I can laugh at that as like, oh, I think if I knew the name of this flower that that gives me some power over it. And like, why is that my first instinct to see a flower and then Google it so that I know its name and then can check that box and move on to the next <laughs> Rather thing. Rather than just then be experience with how the, the lines of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To like have the sensory experience of this yeah. stimulus in front of me instead of categorizing yeah. it. And I become aware of that like tendency in my mind from yeah. doing a psychedelic. So we've kind of inadvertently launched into the answer to the question, <laughs> yeah, which is okay. to try attempt to describe ah, what is so the value for you. effective. Right. Yes. Like what's, what, yes. why you love it. Right. And if that's appealing to them, they'll be drawn to it. And if it's not, then I think you got to accept that. Mm-hmm. Or because the you more, don't have to, but right. it'll probably be easier on both of you if you don't require that of your partner and if they're doing it to please you it's probably not going to be a good experience for them it should i think come from a person's internal motivation uh, of an interest of experiencing Mm -hmm. the world in that way for a couple hours Mm -hmm. if it's not it's probably going to be like they're going to be thinking a lot about like am i doing this well enough am i okay for them and that's that's going to be a bad trip (laughs) or a a challenging have a bad time challenging psychedelic experience as we call that and that may be very important information that is brought up but uh, it won't be pleasant or necessarily something that they'll want to repeat. And I think that uh, that sense of pressure of doing the right thing or societal expectations or sort of social awkwardness or obligations mm-hmm. can really be amplified by these substances. Absolutely. So it's probably not the framework you want to start from. Yeah. You, want, you want the person to be entering into it voluntarily with... Mm-hmm curiosity and an open mind and a positive kind of framework i want to validate your perspective though Mm -hmm. and say that i've shared it Mm -hmm. having dated people who have done and have not done psychedelics at times that i've done them sometimes i am like oh i feel such a strong connection to everything in the universe and so inspired and so creative and yeah and then the partner that i'm with would have never done them be yeah. like, hmm, I, that kind of looks goofy to me or something like that. And I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, man, the Beatles had this problem. Two really? of them did acid and then were like, we cannot make music with the other two. And so they drugged them at a party, put it what? in their tea. <laughs> they put acid in their tea. Really? There was a Rolling Stone story about this a little while back about the first time that uh, Paul McCartney was drugged. I think it was like, uh, f- I want to say John and George did it together. I don't remember who exactly. I, don't, I only <laughs> really know Paul. And, yeah, I don't really fucking That's know. Funny. But um, two of them did it, and yeah. we're like, "This is a whole new realm of music that has been exposed to us." Like I've seen things and, and heard things yeah. and felt things that I need to like put the sitar in a bunch more music now. And you know, right. like, the guys who have not done this cannot collaborate with us anymore because they don't have access to the state. Oh boy! And. I see both sides. That would yeah. be very annoying as a person who's not done that. And as a person who has done it, it could be like, whoa, I just learned this new tool or just walked through this door. And if you haven't been through this door, like, how are we going to even discuss what is on the other mm-hmm. side of it? Mm-hmm. 
So it is. Yeah. It, it can be a challenge to be if it's something that you're passionate about or you found a lot of value in. It can be tough to be very close with somebody who doesn't see the value yeah. in that. And as someone who is incredibly stubborn and always feels like I know the best way to do everything, <laughs> yeah. I will also say that it can be unattractive when someone comes to you and is like, well, I know the best way to do it and mm. you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it, then you're a sucker. Yeah, you, you wouldn't yes. talk like you're from the 50s. But like, <laughs> that's an unattractive quality. Yeah. And your partner will either feel do it because they'll feel forced to do it you don't want that or do it like begrudgingly or be less attracted to you, don't you or want that whatever either. they're gonna have like an antagonistic defensive kind of yeah. mentality you catch more you flies with them. honey yes That's, yes just and talk I about what's good for it for you and be, yeah. find a way to enjoy it without them because they may never come yeah. around and then see if this in the same way that you might interpret a psychedelic feeling that comes up or something that's stuck in your head see if this is indicative of something that is important to you about the relationship or some mm -hmm. incompatibility or or grievance is this a proxy battle for this person not taking more of an interest in the things that you're interested in or an underlying fear that they um don't open don't or, share your values yeah. generally um is this like something that you're latching on to because you have that underlying belief and this mm -hmm. feels really threatening that they won't do mm -hmm. this because you fear, oh, this is happening on multiple yeah. subjects right now? Yeah, I think. And it depends like how strongly you value this, how mm -hmm. much you care about this, because, I mean, I um, have had similar experiences in relationships where. Uh, I was dating someone for almost two years, which <laughs> was my like most serious relationship. <laughs> oh, um, so that gives that gives you a fun window into my ability to yeah. be intimate. Um, We've been dating for what ten years though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Rob is currently my best, ten, longest running ten relationship. year anniversary. Just had it, me and Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Been dating Go us. the whole time. We had a little <laughs> bit of a rough stretch for six years, and there in the middle, but but still dating. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so this mm -hmm. person who I was dating was resistant to a lot of different personal development initiatives, we'll say, yes. that I believed in really wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. um, I This may not have mattered to someone else that didn't value personal development and growth as much as I did. Um, but I was getting a degree in art therapy and like learning yeah. how to be a therapist and my whole world was personal development. Mm -hmm. And so that was a core misalignment. And then I ended that relationship based yeah. on it. Um, and it didn't seem like this person was going to shift or change or come at all to my direction. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I needed to find someone who at least had a baseline understanding of why these things are important or, you know, just not a complete arms crossed resistance to it. Um, and so I think it's important for you to see, to, to ask with empathy and really listen to their reasons for yes. not doing it and see if, you know, there are similar analogous things that they also won't do. And if that's a broader pattern and then how important is that to you? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to assume that Orange Archipelago is a male with a wife. Um, it could be, this could apply to anybody. But if you are, I'm just to use these terms, um, the unasked for advice here is don't just have a wife, have a tribe. Um, this is an argument for polyamory, but it doesn't need to be sexual with other people. Um, if you're counting on one person to be your entire tribe and to be your fellow psychonaut to do these trips mm -hmm. with you and to give you whatever it is that your wife gives you, um, that is too much to ask for of one person. And, and because they might not provide one thing for you, 
it may cause you to resent and overlook the things that they do give you that are beautiful. Yeah. So like, it's important to have a whole community, not just a single person that you count on all of your social needs for, because mm -hmm. no one can provide that for you. Yeah. Even a, a group of 50 people probably can't give you the love that you can give yourself, but we do need connection. And I think it's better to spread that across multiple people and only engage in relationships that allow you to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great advice couched in a very uh, presumptive what? structure of, okay. of guessing their relationship. If it's a, but if it's a woman it with anyone. a boyfriend, same deal. Don't just have a boyfriend, anyone. have a tribe. Um, yeah. Find people that share those interests. Or a woman with interests. a girlfriend. I'm not trying to be heteronormative here. Sorry, guys. I know how I do that. We'd spent a lot of time on gay issues at the up top. <laughs> so, very tastefully, may I add. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. Investigate what it means to you. Mm -hmm. Investigate with a very open mind what it means to her or him or whoever. Um, and have a conversation about it. That If isn't... it's your dog, just slip at the drugs. <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> so it's only okay to drug animals. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's definitely more okay, but I don't think it's okay. I wouldn't want to give a dog LSD. Is it more okay? To... Is it? Yeah. Because killing a dog is more okay than killing a human. Free advice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't Protected even. Want, I, I, uh, we can't. Go you on OK Cupid? You on Am okay I Cupid? on OK Cupid? Yeah. Or you, have you been on it before? Yes. You know the question yes. that I'm referencing? No. Which is worse, starving children or abused animals? Oh. This was the only one I marked mandatory because I just could not <laughs> accept the thought of dating somebody who, and I, I'm hung up on it, that thought yeah. that they were either equal or that. Abused animals were worse than starving kids. Is starvation a form of abuse? Yeah. Okay. Of course. So you're saying the value of a human life is more this than the value of a than, dog. Yes. Based than, on than an the dog's ability to understand what's going on. I'm on team humans. Like, I'm a trauma. fucking human. I eat meat. I choose human life over non-human life. life. I don't eat people. That was I a joke earlier. Yeah. I, um, I don't... I can't put myself firmly in that category. We would not have met on OkCupid, okay and that's okay. I still have love for you. <laughs> it Thank doesn't you. need to be a com high compatibility on there. That algorithm is flawed because there are other things more important than that to me. But I was just being stubborn when I saw the question. I was like, why the fuck is this even a question? Just to show me who's a dummy, I guess. <laughs> well, it tells how you really feel. Um, that's how. But yeah, I mean, that's so, so mm -hmm. listeners. That's how alienating it is when someone is so dogmatic about some like random weird thing. Um, so don't tell. So don't tell your wife, girlfriend, partner, boyfriend, whatever that like they have to do drugs in order to stay yes. with you um, and be open minded. But on the other hand, recognize if those things are important to mm -hmm. you, if they're values of you, then that is a real consideration when you're yeah. evaluating you know, is this a relationship that's still worth me being in? Because yeah. it can be a small detail or it can be a much larger, you know, incompatibility. And it doesn't even have to be that dichotomy of like, do I do psychedelics with this person or with nobody? It could be like, mm -hmm. oh, well, is it okay for me to find another person that I relate to in some of the same ways as you and do psychedelics yeah. with them? And if they're okay with that, then great, do that. Or... Can I go. do psychedelics in your presence? Yeah. You can do some other substance that loosens you up and we can just talk honestly about what we're experiencing. Or some activity, whether that's breath work or exercise or just drawing, you know, like if they're not a drug user, that's okay too. If, if that's what you know you're 
you're dating and you love their presence, it doesn't really matter what sub what substance or activity they're doing for them to be in the same like yeah. mode as you of exploring. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the what's the underlying root? Find another way to get into an exploratory state. It's probably exploration. If I'm sure. my I'm projecting myself, but that's what I yeah. have wanted with a partner to do yeah. those things with. Um, yeah, find a way to explore together. Yeah, it's comfortable for both of you. Fuck yeah. Mm. Great job. Thank you. You too. Thanks. I, I talked a lot tonight, and I, I'm fucking happy with okay, it. I'm good. exhausted. I can't wait it's to go home here. and watch Bachelor in Paradise yeah. and Ooh. just give me a think. What's gonna zero. happen on Bachelor in Paradise? Now? Oh my god, there's gonna be so much drama. People yeah. are gonna cry. People uh. are gonna break up. Ooh. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I love I'm happy that you're excited. Yeah, for it. I love just like <laughs> analyzing these like extremely bizarre in in a weird vacuum um like human interactions around love and relationships have you ever thought what you would do on that show have i oh of course how, how would you not i mean well what's interesting about it is it's basically confronting the most basic people of all time mm -hmm. with a polyamorous lifestyle oh. which is kind of hilarious that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've never so looked at it through that lens. thank you yeah you're welcome i kind of want to watch it now yes i know it's a great show would you would i ever be allowed to watch it with you of course. Oh, great. Why? What? I would love that. I don't know. Maybe it's your special thing. <laughs> this is my special thing, Certainly Rob. Not. You stay over there while I'm doing my special thing. <laughs> no. Actually, like, I love when someone is, I mean, at least, you know, open enough to be like, oh, I see what you enjoy about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm willing to overcome what is probably going to suck about it or I have preconceptions about yeah. it. That I'm willing to put aside to try to see it through the lens of what's interesting about it to you or amusing yeah. about it to you. Huh. Um, and so this huh. is actually a show I love watching with other people. And uh, someone who I am dating is equally like loves mm. the show. And we just get such mm. a fucking kick out of watching it together. Yeah, like and that. having those overlapping guilty pleasures where you're both just like mm -hmm, just over these. It makes it so you don't silliness. even have to do psychedelics with them, I bet. Exactly. Yeah. But we do mm. a lot of psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it all. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Mm. Good night, There's precious good angels. Night Please email us say at freeadvicepodcast at g. Yeah, say your prayers, <laughs> and then <laughs> when you're done asking God, ask us. Yeah. Uh, freeadvicepodcast at gmail.com. We are so so looking forward to reading your deepest, darkest, or silliest, lightest yeah. questions. Whatever you've got for us, we want to talk about it. Because we all know God don't text back that quick. Yeah. <laughs> God, be like, who knew phone who dissed? <laughs> yeah, and we will spend 30 minutes just yes. exhaustively detailing oh. your problem. We're going to go in deep. Yeah. And probably end up just talking about ourselves for a lot of it, but whatever. <laughs> but you'll, you'll see yourself in it. We, oh, yeah, we promise. Yeah. It's we justified. Promise. It's justified. Yeah, it, yeah absolutely. It's not self-indulgent. Yeah, totally. You can just imagine your face with our voices. Yeah. Ooh.